Stay tuned until the end of this episode of Speedrun to find out the final winner of our Ubisoft Canada-powered Immortals Phoenix Rising giveaway, and also find out what type of giveaway we have planned next. Hello and welcome to Speedrun, the fast talking video game podcast where today we are ripping off Metal Jesus and talking about hidden gems. I, of course, am Jamie and joining me again this week is Eviscerator Mark II. How are you doing, my dude? I am doing good. I am doing excellent. I am... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> do, doing good is doing good. So yes. what do I mean by hidden gems? Well, we're talking about modern hidden gems. Games from modern platforms that we think are hidden gems. So not think of this like part three for to our uh, indie games you need to play but, uh, episodes, except so these aren't necessarily indies. They're just games that aren't big budget releases or even indie games that are massively popular. More, I guess would be not, not necessarily obscure, but titles that aren't necessarily as widely publicized. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So I'm going to start a timer for five minutes. Would you like to start off? Um, sure. There's, there's, there's like hundreds of games I could go off about. <laughs> I play a lot of these on a, on a mostly daily basis. Um, let's look at what I've recently played on my Xbox. Last use. Yeah. Let's see if something's interesting. Oh yeah, there's a game I got in my uh, from a PR PR company recently called An Airport for Aliens, currently run by dogs, and it's exactly as described. Though probably what you didn't expect was that all the dogs are PNGs taken off the internet, and everything kind of just looks poorly made. But it is written I so love that. Be- yeah, it's written so beautifully, and it's just a absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's it's good fun. It's it's slow. It's good fun. I haven't been able to fully appreciate it because it's bad as hell. Now that I have an air conditioner, I can probably fully appreciate this. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's a Xbox Series X and PC game about walking around an airport, talking to dogs and petting them. <laughs> Sounds dog like PNGs. my type of game. Yeah, and sometimes dog a... dog PNG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, what was, there's even, I found one in my playthrough called David Boney. The David Boney? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what's that one on? Uh, it's the Xbox Series X and PC. No, but I mean, like, what, what's that one about? Oh, uh, which, which, what? No, I'm talking about the same game. The, oh, the same game. Yeah, David Boney is the dog in the game. Oh, oh, I thought that was a that was a different game you were talking about called David Boney. No, if I were talking about another game, it'd probably be Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is a. Uh, if I let me remember this off the top of my head, it's a music video game. It's literally ju- it's a hour long game where you are trying to. It's also LGBTQIA plus friendly. So, e. And uh, it's a mu- It's narrated by Clean Latifah. You're trying to mend your broken heart by fighting. I don't exactly know what. <laughs> and I won't spoil the rest of it because it's a lot of. It's something you kind of need to experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a beautiful game with beautiful music and. Uh, I had recently had my homeowners 
son play through it, and he just sat there and played it, played through start to end. And like, so I take it each run is different. No, each run will, will be the same, but it's a bit, it's very much score attacks, and you're trying to get the best score. Oh, sweet. So yeah, there's, there's bronze, silver, gold, and after you get all the golds, then there's a platinum rank unlocked. And then there's also a bunch of side modes. So, you know, perfectionism. It might be an hour long, but there's hours of content. That sounds really awesome. It sounds really charming. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know if charming, but it's definitely a beautiful game. That might, yeah. that could make you cry. I mean, that, that's charming. That's definitely, you know, an emotional experience, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. You have an, a minute and 30 left. Any other games you'd like to mention? I am looking for a list. <laughs> Give me like... Of course. Trying to say... You know, while not small games, both of these didn't exactly sell well. Binary Domain, Binary Domain and Renegade Ops. Uh, Binary Domain Renegade was Ops. by... Yeah, Renegade Ops was a game published by Sega, made by uh, the team who made Just Cause. To my knowledge, it sold like 20,000 units, but it was a lot of fun. It was a fun top-down thing where things explode, and it was just very fun. And then Binary Domain is a third-person shooter by the team behind Yakuza, and it's honestly like my third favorite third-person shooter of all time. It's kind of a middle ground between Vanquish and Gears of War. Where it's a lot slower, but everything is very Vanquish-esque in its story. If you know anything about Vanquish, it's a game by Platinum Games. Switch could also be on this, because it's another kind of unknown. Mm -hmm. Which, essentially, Vanquish is a third-person shooter where you have a jet engine strapped to your back, and you're sliding across <laughs> the battlefield shooting things. It, it is absurd, and it is amazing. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Could I find something else in, like, five seconds? Um, uh, I mean, you literally have five seconds. <laughs> no, then, obviously. I mean, the most um, recent Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Heat is right. No microtransactions, <laughs> and just I definitely mean, that's not, not a love. small one. It's I'm not glad, small, but know, it's, it's not small, but it did go under the radar. I definitely think that's fair. Well, one finger death punch too. I could have talked about that. <laughs> Just satisfying bliss. That's how I describe that. A satisfying twist. Bliss. <laughs> bliss. Bliss. Yeah, you just feel in the mode as you press two buttons and punch thousands of stick men. By the time you're done, you'd have killed a million people and hours have passed. And your thumb has probably mm. fallen off. Interesting. Or your index and middle fingers if you're playing on a PC with a mouse keyboard. Hmm. Yeah, one finger Any death punch too. It's like one of my favorites. One finger time. death punch too. I'm Googling that real quick. Yeah, it's made by someone who used to make a lot of shovelware for the Xbox Live indie game scene. They're like infamous as one of the worst Xbox Live indie game developers, but they use the money they made from their garbage to make one of two of the best games of all time. Huh, this looks really charming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a huge blast. And I've, I've realized... It, it kind of gives me some old-school Newgrounds vibe with, like, the stick characters. 
Yeah, that's probably that might be what they were going for. I don't know. You could probably talk to the devs about that. <laughs> they aren't exactly the the hardest to reach. Now, should I go off on some of the titles I've been playing that I think are some modern hidden gems? Because I have sure. two in mind. Sure. So starting the second timer. Thanks to NIS America, I recently got a copy of R-Type Final 2, a game I didn't even realize was coming out until they mentioned it. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of other folks talking about it. I did a stream of it over on the Jamie Play Stuff Twitch channel. What a charming, fantastic shoot-em-up. Uh, it's R-Type. It's hard as hell, but you can fully customize your ship. You can... You have such a level of control over that customization. There's a variety of ships to unlock. The music is fantastic. And the game itself looks pretty damn good for the Switch. Like, you can tell at times it was a budget title, but, like, the actual, like, main cutscenes and stuff, fantastic. And the game plays wonderfully. It That's is awesome. such a good... Oh, absolutely. Have, have you played much R-Type? No, I honestly am not familiar with the series at all. It's definitely something I want to try yeah, it's, it's an old school. Yeah, it's an old school shoot 'em up s series. But the main thing is, you know how in Gradius you have options that are like side ships. Um, so an R type. That either. <laughs> so the options are basically like a side ship that comes and flies along you, basically be like a second blast, right? So R type instead, you get this big shield, and I forget what it's called, but you can rotate it around you and even throw it out like a weapon. And if you shoot through it, it powers up your shots. And you can also shoot in front of and behind you. So it's such a cool level of, uh, you know, just uh, of control, really. Like, the game's hard, but if every time you die, it feels like it's your own fault and not the game's fault. Which is good, because the game will kick your ass. Always good. The game Always is kicking good. your ass. Is it a video game? Yes, it is. Well, <laughs> well I was going to say, because on the other end of the spectrum, we have probably one of the most accessible shoot-em-ups ever got, I've ever played. And this was uh, recommended to me by my good buddy, G Next Level. And that is Sisters Royale on PC. It was like a, a $10 game plus five bucks for DLC. I paid 15 bucks for it. Cool. I don't know if that was on sale or not. But it's a game where basically these five witchy six sisters plus random secret DLC girl, they all have a crush on the same guy. So they just decide that they're going to fight each other for it. And the whole thing reminds me of Toho, but not nearly as like difficult as Toho. It's it's really, really charming. I, another one I played on stream. I really like Sisters Royale. Cool. Uh, all six characters play differently and have different types of shots. It's a very simple shooter, especially compared to, say, R-Type. Yeah. But, like, I still really enjoyed it, you know? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's only 12 reviews on Steam, so it's definitely an unknown. <laughs> yeah, but it's got, like, a physical and stuff, apparently, so, you know. It's also on Switch. It's also on Switch. There we go. There we go. 500 hmm. megabytes and costs you... Thirteen ninety nine. Thirteen ninety nine. Uh, wow. I still have a minute and a half left. Let me. I wasn't expecting to get through those so quickly. Oh, uh, <laughs> what else do I have on my Switch? I've been playing Mini Trains, which is a really great little puzzle game. Oh, here's a big one. 
that I also play it on stream. It's so charming. It's an override game, kind of Zelda-esque. I want to get the devs on the show someday, and I definitely am going to be reaching out. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. My request. <laughs> Probably not. Turnip Boy is one of the most charming little games I've ever played. It has such a great sense of humor, and though it has kind of a dark twist towards the end, the game never forgets, you know, it's a dark twist, but the game never forgets that, yeah, it's a really funny, you know, uh, even a little meme at times. Like, the game straight up just has a JoJo reference an hour into it, which is uh, my type of game, you know? Yeah, I, I'd expect no less from a game called Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. I'm expecting there to be a Yoshi somewhere, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's... I mean, you know, that they make jokes about anime girls and stuff, but like it's all really charming and well done and a very cute game. But that said, what's more important than anything else is that it just plays really well of honestly, highly, highly recommended. And that one, by the way, was also one recommend by someone close to me. Uh, Turnip Boy was recommended to me by my wonderful fiance, Xander. Aww. So I, oh, yeah, looking forward to marrying them soon. I've mentioned that in both the past two episodes. Maybe we'll play Turnip Boy commits tax evasion together on our honeymoon after and our wedding, which I'm assuming <laughs> at this point will be officiated by John St. John. If it isn't officiated by John St. John, is it actually a wedding? I mean, I'm sure we I, I don't know. Does Stephen Colbert still do, still do weddings? I don't know. I'm, I'm not huge, know. huge on his recent stuff. I missed the Colbert report. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Dude. I'm just, I just know about the whole minister thing, and I don't even know if he still does that. Probably does. Who knows? He may. He, but anyways, Avis, where can people find you on the internet? I am on twitch.tv slash eviscerator underscore MK2. That is E-V-I-S-C-E-R-A-T-O-R underscore mk2 same it's also i'm also the same name everywhere because you know global branding is important if i'm on a platform i am probably eviscerator mark ii with either an underscore or no underscore depending on what the platform allows what consistency on the internet what is this <laughs> it's like i'm a content creator or something i know right Speaking of content creation, hey you, yeah you, do you want to start a podcast of your own? Please do, I'm always down for new gaming podcasts, when by the way, you can recommend new podcasts for me to listen to, or even give ideas for future speedrun episodes by emailing me at jamie at stuffreplay.com, or my co-host Jazzy, who, again, since we record back-to-back, -back, uh, she is also still out with car trouble right now at uh, jazzy at stuffweplay.com. But if you would like to start a podcast of your own and not only get paid hosting, but use a service that will put your podcast out simultaneously uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, then check out Podbean. They have their own app as well. And if you'd listen to Speedrun via the Podbean app, you can even comment on every episode. If you would like to get paid hosting for your own podcast or even migrate over from a different service, then definitely go to podbean.com speedrun or use the code speedrun at checkout. In addition, though she is not here today, check out my co-host Jazzy. She is part of Cleveland Audio Mixology. And uh, she does a great editing job. She edits all the stuff, makes your podcast and your audio sound all nice and uh, crispy. Finally, Speedrun is part of Stuff We Play. 
get early content and podcast episodes a week early by subscribing at as low as $1 a month via Patreon at patreon.com slash stuffweplay. So on that note, once again, I've been Jamie. And I've been Avis, and if you don't do all of these things, I will put you in the timeout corner. If you if you don't if you 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 heard him if you don't back me on Patreon we will t- turn this car around and we will not be going to McDonald's exactly kids kids stop stop fighting kids <laughs> I I hear you in the comments <laughs> anyways thank you very much for watching or listening rather stay classy and I'll see you next time. Bye. Hello and welcome to the final one of our Immortals Phoenix Rising Ubisoft Canada Powered Giveaway and Slate segments. Woo, five weeks of this. And last week, the question that you had to answer if you want to enter and email me your response to at jamie at stuffweplay.com was... What was your favorite video game or video game console from a piece of fiction? You know, like the Game Sphere from Drake and Josh or uh, Lee Carvalho's Putting Challenge from The Simpsons. And for the first time, we've had an entry that won, but that I'm not going to be able to read in full. This is from Erica, the fantastic Miss Erica, who's been supporting us a ton lately on various outlets. She is, goodness, she is such a sweet person. She sent us an entire essay on this. An entire essay that, granted, she, she, she said that, you know, she'd ri- originally uh, just made some changes to something she, short she wrote once in college, if I remember right. But it's so fascinating, so well done that, with credit, I've actually put what she has sent me uh, into a Google Docs file, which you can access in the description of this podcast on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and whatnot. So here's the gist of it. My favorite console from fiction is the Oasis console from Ready Player One. The Oasis console represents what might be called the final frontier of media, not just of games, but of all methods of produced human meaning and experience transmitting objects. Jean Baudrillard wrote a seminal work titled Simulacra and Simulation, which while never intended to address virtual reality technology directly, as even VHS was relatively new during uh, during its writing, has had its interpretation applied to various depictions of virtual reality, such as Infinite, uh, Infinite Jest, The Matrix, and others. They then jokingly say, In this essay, I'll argue that it can be used to inform VR games and their their depictions in other works, particularly in regards to the Oasis from Ready Player One, which I just think is so cool. You'll have to read it. It's super good. Erica is just so... You you ever meet someone and you're like, holy crap, you are so talented. Like, goodness, they, they really... Like, this is a big compliment coming to me. I think they have what it would take to be a really good video essay YouTuber. Uh, And I mean that, like, really up there are some of the best. So enjoy, Immortals. And uh, speaking of YouTube, Speedrun is part of Stuff We Play and the Stuff We Play YouTube channel. After, uh, no, I've really been going hard again. It's been so nice having my fiancé and uh, as well as Jazzy 
helping me with that and really not just helping me, but, you know, really inflecting their personalities into it as well as mine. We've hit 20,000 subscribers and I have a big video coming soon. It's on the Ouya. Sponsored by Epic Games and more. Yes, they are sponsoring me. They are simping me. And it's going to have Gilbert Gottfried in it, which I hope lets you know just how chaotic it is going to be when it releases in a few weeks. It's, um, yeah, I'm going to look real good in it as well because I'm going to get, you know, it's going to be right after I have a short vacation. Uh, but, but basically, I have another giveaway happening this month, and it's via that video because EGM has given us the stuff to do an Ouya-themed giveaway. So stay tuned to the Stuff We Play YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Stuff We Play. And of course, follow us on Twitter. You can, uh, I'll post about that both on the Stuff We Play Twitter, at Stuff We Play, and the Speedrun Twitter, at Podcast Speedrun. So on that note, thank you very much for listening these past five weeks. Ubisoft Canada, thank you for making this possible. This has been awesome. Stay classy, and I'll see you next time.